What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast. It's Mindset Monday, and today I got my best friend, Marcel Day, and we're going to talk to y'all about some things, boy. So make sure you tune in. First off, you know what I'm saying, like the video. Um, if you have, you know, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, I'm streaming on all of them things. On all platforms, I'm streaming on there, so make sure you guys tune in. Uh, Twitch has the best quality, so if you, you know, quality is first in mind for you, make sure you tune in there. Um, also, I'm on Instagram, you know what I'm saying? So make sure you, you know, follow the Instagram. And if you want merch, you know what I'm saying? If you want to wear this shirt, you feel me? I got other shirts too, short sleeve. You know what I'm saying? I got some other things on there. Make sure you go to the, to the website. It's all in the description below. You know what I'm saying? So lastly, like I said, make sure you like the video, man. It's free. Absolutely free. You feel me? You going to Wendy's, you worried about getting, you know, a, a five for five biggie bag, right? Hit the like button, man. You know what I'm saying? Hit the like button. Push this thing up to the algorithm. You know what I'm saying? But without further ado, let's get into this thing, boy. All right, y'all. So you already know what it is. It's Mindset Monday. And, you know, when it comes to thinking about, you know, the, the type of people that I need on the show, the type of people that, that, you know, want to be on the show, you know what I'm saying? The first person I thought about was my boy, Marcel. You know, we, we, we go way back, way back to the point to where it's like, you know, we, we know each other like the back of our hands, right? So, you know, I can't wait for y'all to meet this dude. We're going to hop into this video, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, before the intro clip, hit the like button. You know what I'm saying? Hit the like button. You feel me? Hit it. Just hit it. It's free. It's free. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'll tell y'all, man. So, so you know, me and Marcel, we, we met, you know, at Fordham University, you know what I'm saying? And and we played football together. He was an old lineman and I was a running back. So you already know that dynamic. You know what I'm saying? We 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 kind of grew very close together around like what up, Marcel, like our junior year? Was it like uh, junior sophomore year? Sophomore year. Sophomore year. Um yeah, sophomore year. Sophomore yeah. year was the where we really where we really linked up. Yeah, we've been, you know, we've been best friends ever since then. And and I've talked to you guys about this, you know, multiple times on the on the show. Where, you know, when you stop playing sports, your friend group kind of, you know, you guys start straying away. Um, but you know, we we've kept we've kept close with each other. You know what I'm saying? We've we've kept cool with each other, reaching out to each other, making sure each other's okay. Um, because if you guys haven't noticed already, you know, things get tough. Things get tough after your sports over with, bro. And, you know, we're going to go over a couple of things today just about that. You feel me? We're going to talk about, uh, you know, so, some of the some of the difficulties that, we, you know, we both faced. And um, also, you know, talk about what he's doing now. You know what I'm saying? So so we're going to hop into this thing, man. Um, so the first question that that I wanted to, to ask my dude is um, you, with social status. OK, and I've talked about this before on the show where, you know, w- once your sports over with, you kind of you're tied to that. Right. And it, and it gives you a lot of a sense of security. It gives you a sense of like, you know, I'm that dude. So once it's over with, it's stripped from you. OK, so, you know, I wanted to, to ask Marcel, like, you know, what do you think about what, what's your perspective of the social status that you get from playing football that was taken away from you? Um, what, what, what's your perspective on that? 
Well, first things first, you know, I want to thank you, D. Uh, honoring the privilege, man. You know, I'm happy to yeah. be here. And, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't give the audience uh, 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 an applause, um, you know, give you an applause on behalf of the audience and, you know, give you your flowers. Uh, I'm not sure that they always get to see you talking to people who know you very well, but uh, you should all know the the content of this man's character. One of the best people I've ever known. Uh, one of the most tenacious football players, toughest football players, uh, the kind of things that this man been to, uh, you, you really don't understand. But uh, just one of the best people that I know. And the reason why, you know, we're still in each other's lives is because, you know, I value the relationships of those closest to me, uh, the people who mean the most and the people who really bring value into my life. And that's the reason why I can be sitting here today with D'Angelo and myself. So uh, to get to your question, um, social status is uh, a huge draw when it comes to sports, uh, particularly in our experience, football. Um, you know, it becomes a calling card for a lot of us, uh, you know, for those of us who have lived through the sport or whatever respective sport it is for serious athletes who have taken their games to a certain level, particularly college like we did, um, you know, social status, it, it, it almost molds your personality a little bit um, in, in positive and negative ways. Of course, there are great lessons that we've learned from the game of football that shaped us as men. Um, as well as there are some negative things that we draw from football, you know, the attention, the adoration, and, uh, you know, those things can be negative when we, uh, when we take that into the rest of our lives and we no longer have it as athletes, uh, yeah. you know? So um, I think the role that that played in my life was, you know, I was a little bit, uh, I almost built up to it. You know, when I was super young, football wasn't my end-all be-all. I played a lot of sports, but, um, you know, for me, I only played football uh, seriously one year of high school. So it wasn't something that my whole life revolved around in terms of my personality and my relationships with people. But it did mold into that as I grew through college. And, you know, I focused more and more on it. All my off seasons were dedicated to football. Uh, a lot of my interests revolved around football. So uh, it, it can certainly be uh, uh, a very narrow focus. But um, yeah. It's something that you got to be careful with and, you know, be careful not to lose yourself in it. Um, because at the end of the day, we're, we're just people. No matter what sport you play, what music you like, uh, what TV you watch, uh, what skills you have, at the end of the day, you're still a person. And you need to understand what that means to you outside of just a sport. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? Uh, this is this is me, bro. It's stupid. Because <laughs> I ain't ask you. <laughs> I ain't ask you who you are, bro, because a lot of people don't really know who, who you are. So. I did skip that question because I was excited to get into this conversation. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's me. That is me. And I'll take I'll take that one to the chest. I'll take it. I'll take it with me. You know what I'm saying? I'll put it in my backpack. I'll strap it up and I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll wear I'll tattoo it right on my forehead, bro. Yeah. So so tell us about yourself, bro. You know what I'm saying? And we'll get back into that because I wanted to elaborate on some things that you were talking about, you know, with the social status and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to to give them an understanding of who you are and how great of a person you are, um, you know, and things like that. So, so you know, go ahead and give a, give a rundown of who you are, bro. Uh, my name is Marcel Dea. Um, first and foremost, kind of backing, backing off of what I just said, I'm a human being, uh, first and foremost. Uh, you know, I'm a real person, and I live my life in a way that I can uh, always develop my understanding of what it means to be a human being, not just – you know, uh, an internet, some kind of internet personality 
or some kind of athlete or anything like that, but really understand what it means to be a human being. And, you know, I search for that in my relationships as a, a brother, as a son, um, as a cousin, as a grandchild, as a, uh, a nephew, and um, as a friend. Um, but the, those things are, you know, really important to me. And uh, who I am as a person is, you know, understanding what it means to be a human being and just developing that to the best of my ability, becoming the best man I can be. Yeah. So did you, so you said that you, you know, you played high school. Um, what, what was your, what, what was your childhood look like, like look like when you was growing up? Like, what did you do? So man, my childhood was a whirlwind, man. Um, I'm so fortunate you know, my parents provided me with every opportunity. You know, I've played every instrument you can imagine, every sport you can imagine, you know, been to all types of different states in this country. Um, you know, I've visited numerous different countries uh, throughout my childhood and, you know, really been immersed amongst different cultures. So I learned very early on that there are all sorts of people in this world who are at the end of the day, just people. And, you know, it, it really took away this idea that, you know, just cause somebody don't look anything like me or they don't eat the same food that I eat, don't speak the same language, that that makes some kind of a huge difference in terms of the contents of their character. All it is is just an experience. And so, you know, that, that stuff has never really been that deep to me. It's just, you know, things are different in different places of the world. And at some, t at some points we all come together and, in, in one uh, location and that's just life. Um, yeah. But, you know, my childhood was exploration. <laughs> that's the best way I can put it. Um, you know, just being in all types of different scenarios, environments, having different troubles, getting into a lot of different trouble. I was a troublesome kid. Um, so, you know, I, I would, I've I feel had- like, I feel like you wouldn't, I feel like you wouldn't be you if you wasn't a troublesome kid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Right. Cause we know, we know each other well, bro. Yeah. I already know you was a bad kid. Yeah, man, I, I, I was a knucklehead, as my mother likes to say. I, I was definitely a knucklehead. But, um, you know, I wouldn't have had it any other way just because I got to learn a lot of lessons early in life that I fear a lot of our peers didn't get to um, just because they may have not put themselves in positions to suffer consequences so early, uh, at least not very serious consequences. And I suffer plenty of them, man. <laughs> I suffer plenty. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, because like I always think about that because like, you know, for me, I've told you like I played football since I was nine years old, bro. You know, so like football has been me, you know, like like from nine years old until 21, 22 years old, you know. So so it shaped me, you know, it gave me that sense of like, you know, um, this if I don't do well in my sport, then I ain't then I ain't doing well outside of it. You know what I mean? So that's why I was, you know, thought that question was important because. You know, it's it's a different perspective. But I think that when you play, when you go to play college football, it gives you it gives everyone that sense. You see what I'm saying? Because like your whole life surrounded by it. You wake up at five o'clock in the morning. From five o'clock until nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. That's what that's what you're doing. You know what I mean? So so if you're not playing, if you're not getting an opportunity, if you know you don't do well, if your coach is yelling at you, you know, what I'm saying it shapes you. Um so I feel like, you know, it can, it can go and roll into, you know, what you do after. You know what I'm saying? In some ways, um, especially for me, you know, it did for me, you know, because I was like, you know, the college coaches didn't think I was good enough. So why would A, B, C, D, E, F, G think I'm good enough? Why would my ma manager at work think I'm good enough? You yeah. feel me? And a lot of dudes are like that. 
like a lot of dudes have have tied their worth to what they do, what they used to do on the on the field. And that's like what this is all about is to try to give everyone that realization that there's there is more to you. There is more to you, but you got it's your job to figure that out. Um, so so yeah, so that so that ties back into and you know into the social status that you were talking about. You know, like like for like for me, um, and we were talking about this earlier today, like going out to the bar, you know, uh, you know, hanging out with, with people, people bringing up the fact that we used to play sports um, and things like that. Could you could you elaborate, um, you know, on 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 that, you know, a little bit? Because I know a lot of dudes out there like, you know, they'll hold on to that. They'll hold on to it. And they'll they'll, they'll put, wear it on their sleeve like, you know, I used to play sports. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, at this point in my life. You know, I get the question a lot, do I miss football? And I like to give definitive answers, you know, one way or the other. So I usually say no. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily tell the full story because, of course, there are things that I can never get back that we got from football. You know, the brotherhood, um, you know, being able to have people you go through difficult times with. Um, having uh, uh, situations that you really get to learn from in real time. Um, the competition, I mean, no, nothing will compare to it competitive-wise. But, you know, I, at the end of the day, the answer is still no because I've grown beyond just being a football player, uh, just being an athlete. And, you know, the more that it comes up in everyday life, um, the more that, you know, in my interactions with people who don't know me too well, um, the more that they bring it up, you know, the less that I, you know, gain some kind of satisfaction from it. Uh, you know, I, we were talking earlier uh, uh, today about an experience that I had when I was uh, out in D.C. Uh, with a buddy of mine and, you know, some people that I, I met through him and whatnot. And, you know, they they were harping on the idea of me having played college football and you know, like you said, you know, for some people, that's a sticking point because it's something to hold on to. But in that situation, it's, you know, I, I'll answer your question, but it, it's not something that uh, I, I want to dwell on. It's not something that I gain any kind of uh, satisfaction from, uh, because at the end of the day, that's not the reality of my life as it stands today. It's an experience that I've had. You know, that's not something it's not like I, uh, you know, I, I relive the glory days of, of middle school anymore. You know, because at, at the end of the day, that's no more part of my everyday life now than football is. So um, in that sense, you know, it's just not it, it's not a definitive part of who I am anymore. It's just one of the experiences that I've gone through and one of the things yeah. that helped mold me as a person. What do you think? Uh, what do you think college football has taught you after after sports? Good, bad and ugly. The biggest lesson. um I learned from my college football experience was that there are only two ways to live this life on earth and both include suffering. You either suffer through success or you suffer from failure. Mm. That's it. And both of those are a sum of your choices. Uh, if you choose not to do the things necessary to succeed, not being successful and failing over and over again, making the same mistakes, it'll be suffering for you. And, and you'll question yourself every day asking why, why are things not going better for me? Um, 
you know, why am I not seeing different results? But at the end of the day, your choices have, have decided that for you. And, and on the other side of it, you know, success is pain. There, there's no kind of, that there's very, very few instances in this life where you get success out of thin air. It, it just doesn't happen to most people. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that we've lost sight of, but, uh, you know, that's another conversation. But at the end of the day, you've got to give up something to get something. You've got to sacrifice right. if you want to get the things that you want. And most importantly, you don't get different results from doing the same things over and over again. You've got to make definitive choices to be successful. You've got to make uh, a serious sacrifices to be successful. And you've got to prioritize the things in your life that are going to allow you to do that. So it's going to be suffering, but, would you rather suffer in success or suffer for failure? You know, yeah, there's this my- there's this quote that's like that's like, would you rather cry in a in a BMW or would you rather cry? You know what I'm saying? Or would you rather yeah. cry in an Oldsmobile? <laughs> yeah, that, that's and you gotta you know you really gotta ask yourself like, man, is is fun worth failure? You know, because one thing that I've noticed about uh, our generation is it's all about fun. You know, it's all about attention and fun and where can we go and what things can we do and how drunk can we get and how many drugs can we do. But look, at the end of the day, success is more fun than fun is fun. Bottom line. Say that again. Success is more fun than fun is fun. Oh, my God. Y'all better like this video because y'all ain't going to see this nowhere else. I'm telling you right now. Woo! That was deep. That was deep. That was deep, bro. And, uh, dog, because this this is the thing, bro. Success is more fun than fun is fun. If y'all don't understand that, I don't know what to tell y'all. Because, look, you you can hang out with your friends all you want, turn up all you want, do all this stuff all you want to. You're going to be one of those 40, 50 year old disgruntled dudes, angry, blaming everybody else. And that's like that's like the main thing that we're trying to avoid, because my thing is, is why not put all of that stuff down right now to be able to do that when you you know, what I'm saying you can bro, you can do all that stuff later on. Like 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 when you 40, 50 years old, you're going to be more grounded in who you are. And these are proven facts. Like, like the, the most unhappy people in the world are dudes in their 20s that are still trying to figure things out, right? And 40 and 50-year-old women who don't have a family and children. So if you're a 20 some year old male within your 20s and you're trying to figure things out, what's the reason for you to be smoking weed every day? Going out every single weekend, getting new coochie, having to go to the doctor every other week because you, you know, your thingies start tingling. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like look, you know, I just I just don't understand it. And the thing hey. is, is like in a way that I in a way I do, right? In a way I do, because I mean I was there. Yeah, we've been there. Yeah, we've and been, I'm not that's what I'm saying. Like you yeah. And y'all, y'all know, I talk about this all the time. Y'all know I'm not perfect. But my thing is, is like, at the same time, I had nobody telling me that what I was doing was wrong. It took me to go through all of this, all of that stuff to figure out, okay, there's got to be a different way. 
there's got to be another direction for me to go because this ain't working. You see what I'm saying? And then and, and D, let, let, let me put it in these terms, right? Particularly for anyone who's our age or younger, um, whose only concern is having fun. And let's just look at it from a, a common sense aspect. The large majority of the working people in this country do not have a specialized skill, right? Now, particularly, I can only speak for men um, because that's my experience, but that means for the majority of y'all, majority of us, you're going to be doing some kind of physical labor. You know, whether that involves walking around a lot, whether it involves lifting things, you know, but you need to be able to physically exert yourself in some kind of way for eight hours a day minimum. And if you just think from it, of it from a common sense evolution aspect, you are more capable of doing that when you're younger than you are when you're older. So why would you waste all of your most capable years BSing, running around, chasing tail, when you could be out working and setting up your life for the future? Because you don't want to be that person who's in a position when you're 55, 60, 65, 70 years old, who still doesn't have a nest egg for retirement who still doesn't have an investment plan for how am I going to maintain a stream of income when I can no longer get out of bed in the morning. Yep. And that's what we don't think about. We don't think we about don't. that at all. We don't, but that's why, you know, anytime somebody has an opportunity to share that with you, they should. And that's why at the very least I will, you know, I can't speak for anybody else and, and implore any, you know, really force anybody to do anything, but I know I'll do it. Um, you know, if you have the opportunity, which we all do, take advantage of it while you can. Don't yeah. be in a position where you're 50 years old and you still have no idea when you're going to retire. That's not the <laughs> no, position no, you want to no, be in. No. You know, just take care of your business now. At the end of the day, when it comes to fun, once you've left college, that kind of fun, like, it doesn't really change. Until you're in a position when you're 40 years old, you know, if you do the things the right way, you could be 30, 40, but making the kind of money that allows you to do things that are fun at that age. You yeah. know, the, the, going out, partying, drinking, all this stuff, chasing tails, only going to be so fun, you know, for in your 20s and 30s and so on. Like, you're going to get tired of that. And what would it yeah. have given you? Nothing. You didn't gain anything tangible from it. So now the years where you put your head down, you go to work, you build yourself up as a person and then you come out on the other side ready to have a ball. You know, yeah. I know everybody be on Instagram flexing, you know, everybody, you know, be out here renting yachts and, and whatnot, going to all these beaches and all this other stuff. But guess what? If you work hard enough, if you put yourself in the right positions, you educate yourself, you know, you, you find a skill. Those are things that you can actually attain if you're willing to make the sacrifices. Yeah. You know? and, and we're yeah, not speaking bro. as experts. We're just speaking as people who are making those sacrifices as we speak right now, because those yeah. are things that we want for ourselves and our families. As simple as that. Yeah. It's always all this is a choice. Yeah. And like, bro, I, as you were talking about, you know, the people in their, you know, 60s, 70s, when I go, I don't know if you if you are this type of way, but I'll go to the store and and or like, let's let's say it's this Dollar Tree. It, it could be Dollar Tree or Dollar General, but it don't really matter. It could even be Walmart. 
you walk in there and you see like, you know, an old lady in there, all gray hair, and she's working at cashier. And in my head, it's like, you know what I'm saying? And in my head, like I feel terrible, you yeah. know, because it's like, it's like I couldn't imagine the the regret that that person is feeling. And I will I will refuse to be, you know what I mean? To be in that yeah. position. And I, and I understand everyone, you know, everyone's story is different. And, you know, it might not just be that she made the wrong decisions. It could be that, you know, she was dealt these, these you know, these cards. But that's like something that, that rings a bell for me. Because I'm like, bro, like, that could be anybody. Like, to to have to work at a cashier when you're crippling old. because And you don't have money for retirement. And, you, you know, you're making minimum wage. Right. And, I, and like I said, I mean, I understand, you know, everyone's story is not the same. You know, some people are just, you know, dealt these cards. But if you're in your 20s right now, there's no reason why you, you, you shouldn't look and recognize these things. Like we are in a, we're in a world now where, you know, we're big on comparing ourselves to everybody else. You know, and, and if you if you keep up with the data and stuff like that, this is the most depressed and most anxious generation ever and it's simply because of all of the social media that we have all of the the rich you know flexes that we see the people in their 20s you know having you know all of these riches so you know so they say on instagram on tiktok you know on all these things so one of the main things that i would say to you guys for sure you know is make sure that you you don't compare yourself to nobody um because you know even myself I'll go down the street, you know, and I'll see people in Audis, right? And and, and it, it'd be a dude, a, like a light-skinned dude with dreads or something, driving in a, in a G-Wagon down the street and here in Columbus. And I'm like, bro, how does this even happen? And my girl's like, you got to think about it. You don't know what money they're spending. You don't know, like, you know, you don't understand. They could be living paycheck to paycheck off of that. And it's like, you know, like I said, everyone's story is different. And the worst thing that we can do right now is compare ourselves to the people that we see, especially online. What do yeah. you What do you think? Uh, I say you're 100 percent right, and particularly because look, I, at the end of the day, no matter the debate, I always come back to common sense. Each one of us, whether it's me or you or the guy that you see rolling down the street uh, uh, through through Short North in in the G wagon. Each of us are the only ones living our lives. So no matter what you see, it, it, it has nothing to do with what you can succeed in, with what you can attain, with how much money you can make, with the relationships that you can build. They're just things that are happening around us. You know, we so many of us focus every day on trying on wishing the world was different instead of accepting that the world is always going to be what it is the world gonna keep spinning and the only things that are going to change are the things that you can and decide to change that's yep. it you know just because you see somebody on instagram uh, um in aruba when, when you're you know working on on a saturday night that ain't got nothing to do with your life man yeah all you can do is put yourself in position where you can be the one on vacation Yep. But I tell you what ain't going to do it. Scrolling through that app, scrolling and liking and commenting and stalking on what other people are doing. It doesn't matter. It's not going to yeah. change your life. The only thing right. that's going to change your life is you taking action. 
Yep. That's it. It don't matter what yeah, anybody. And I, think, and I think that like that's like the main one of the main things is like they don't even know what action to take because like you know like I said like for me you know and this 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 will roll into the you know the next question that I have for you which is you know what did your life look like after your career um like you know for me I didn't really know what where to go I didn't really know what direction to take I didn't really care about any career I really didn't care I I didn't want to do any anything at all. I wanted I wanted to like I, I can't even explain what you to you what I wanted to do. Year one was like straight fog. Like like you know, I've talked to you guys about this, you know, thousands of times. You know, I was, you know, drinking alcohol at the time, you know, I was taking substances, I was doing a lot of things to mask the fact that I had no clue what was going on. So that'll lead me into the question of, you know, what what did your life look like? You know, because a lot of people don't really even know what to even do. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't even understand. So that's most of us, particularly when our lives revolve around sports as ours did. And, you know, like I said, for me, it was a little different because there was a build up to it. Um, But once I built up to it, man, I was locked in with it. Um, And, you know, it took me pretty much until the end of my career to really accept that football was not going to be my ticket. And um, because I focused so heavily on it, I didn't have any concrete clue of what my career was going to look like, or if there was a career out there for me. You know, I didn't have any kind of plan when I graduated. Um, It wasn't until graduation, the day of graduation, where I sat there and I thought, I have no clue what the next year of my life is going to look like. Wow. No idea. So I came home, and from there, it was just a series of rush decisions. Uh, I mean, within a month of me coming home, I had raced into the car industry and started selling cars. And, um, you know, I had some success. I learned a hell of a lot. I had many lessons, built some great relationships there. Um, From there, the next year, I transitioned from selling cars into buying cars and you know, I gained some management responsibilities with that. A heck of a lot of hurdles that I had to uh, overcome and, you know, a lot of difficulties and lessons that I learned from that experience. But at the end of the day, both of those put me in the positions that I'm in now um, where I'm finally getting a handle on my career as a professional and, you know, what it is that uh, I'm going to be doing for the foreseeable future to set my future up. Yeah, and we talked about you know, what you're doing, stuff like that. We're going to hop into that a little bit, too. Make sure you guys hit the hit the like button because you aren't going to find this nowhere else. Make sure you hit the like button. But, yeah, man, so so what does your schedule look like now? You know what I'm saying? Because we talked about this before. You 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 in there. You in there. You in <laughs> yeah. there. I haven't, heard, I haven't heard of anyone being this committed to something since I was in – since I played sports, bro. Like, so I, what does your schedule look like now? What, what, are you, what, what have you been up to? So right now, it really is like camp. It's basically like camp. Um, You know, recently, uh, I found my way into the financial services industry. um, And we'll, you know, get into how how that came about here in a second. But, um, you know, with that being a retirement consultant, um, there's a lot of regulation that goes with that, a lot of registration. Um, 
with with uh, the authorities that be uh, in the government. So right now I'm just doing licensing, man. Every day I wake up and I sit in this very office and I read and I watch videos and take quizzes and, and practice exams uh, for licensing. And I've been doing this for about a month and a half now, going on two months uh, that I've just been studying. And it's probably about 12 to 14 sometimes 16 hours a day of just straight studying, uh, learning everything there is to know uh, about the financial services industry. That's it. What got you? So what got you into it? Um, you know, cause you went from the, the, you know, selling cars to buying cars. Um, you know, what, what got you, what got you into what you're doing now? Uh, well, like I was saying, you know, uh, one of our guys actually, uh, I want to give a shout out to John Boyd. Um, you know, some of your viewers who are our teammates as well, they know who I'm talking about. Uh, the one and only John Boyd uh, from Fordham University as well. Uh, he was one of our seniors when we came in, uh, was one of the guys that really held me down as an offensive lineman. He was on the offensive line with me. Um, one of the guys who actually took time out to help guide me um, and, and really just help when he could. And, um, Basically, he sent me a message around the time that I graduated. Um, and it missed me somehow because I had just jumped right into uh, the car industry. And as I had some success, I, you know, I just turned the blinders on. And, um, you know, I didn't look back. I didn't look in my peripherals. I didn't look for other opportunities. But, uh, you know, he, he had asked me if I had any interest in coming into the financial services industry. And, you know, that missed me. And, you know, when I pit, when I, you know, got back on LinkedIn uh, a couple years later and really decided to, you know, start looking for a career pivot. Uh, his messages was one of the first things that I saw. And I was like, you know, it, it just makes all the sense in the world. And, uh, you know, just to give you a little background, um, you know, what really, I wouldn't say motivate because motivation is temporary. Um, but, I'm determined to do what I do because of my family. Um, yeah. I'm a first generation American. Uh, my parents are from Kenya and you know, the way that they grew up are the likes of which people our age in this country couldn't possibly understand. Um, and you know, one of my, I won't go too deep into it, but basically um, the day after my birthday this year, uh, one of my brother's sisters called me. I mean, not my brother, my dad's sister. She called me and uh, we were just chatting, having a normal conversation. And, um, you know, you know, being that she's older and still working, uh, she's not married. She's 70 years old, uh, approaching 70 ish years old and, uh, you know, still working. And, you know, I, I brought up a conversation we had had before about uh, her, her house search. She was house hunting. And she told me that she had just put it on pause. And I was confused because that's something that she was really excited about. We had talked about it a few months before and she just basically let me know like where the market's at right now. I just can't afford to make that move. And, right. and that was so hard, man. You know, it's somebody who I know what she sacrificed, not only for herself, but uh, for her family, particularly myself, which I won't go into. It's a very personal story, but uh, the things that she sacrificed for me. And in that moment, I couldn't even offer her any advice. 
you know, somebody who's been afforded all the opportunity in the world, been born in this country, was not born into poverty, wasn't really born into poverty, uh, so to speak. And, you know, even when we didn't have it all, they, all of them, my parents, she, they gave us everything. And, yeah. you know, for me to not even be able to just offer her a word of advice in that situation, you know, I didn't want to experience that kind of powerlessness ever again. So um, when I saw his message, this was only a few days after that phone call and the light bulb just went off in my head, you know, like this is an opportunity that I can pursue to not only change my life, but to change my family's lives for the better, um, you know, to help people in our community who, let's be honest, you know, we, we don't have in this country um, uh, a background of education in finances. Um, there's no standard of financial freedom uh, amongst the amongst the black community in this country. And I think it's important to have, uh, the you know, some of us who take advantage of these opportunities who can really feed into that, you know, who can educate the people that come up after us, you know, who can present these opportunities to the younger cats who are trying to figure out their way and may have a skill for this profession that they don't know about. You know, a lot of a lot of the opportunities, even people like you and I didn't pursue when we were in college because we didn't know anything about them. Yeah. You know, when I was in college, even even when they talked to me about taking a math class, I was befuddled because math wasn't my thing. You know, and when I thought about something like finance and, you know, even my parents would talk to me about doing accounting or finance, something like it. I would always think math, math, math. And I really thought that I had no future. Uh, I didn't see a path for myself doing that. And now here I am, uh, what, seven, seven years later. And I, I, I'm on the path to, you know, really uh, put my foot in the door. Uh, you know, I got my foot in the door of the financial services industry. And, you know, I'm not looking back anytime soon. You know, math yeah. is math. So. So you, so your, so your main motivation is like you, your family. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. I would say, I would say that for me too. I would say, for me, it's kind of like, like my future family. You know, like, like you know, you you know my story. You know how things go. You know, single family home. You know all that stuff. So you know that's my main motivator. You know, like like my my the kind of thing that I would say is more of like my biggest fear is to, you know, have my son, have my daughter, you know, look at me and not see me as the superhero, to not see me as, you know, the man that I needed as I was growing up. So, you know, I would say that that, that is for me, you know, and and obviously, you know, my family that I have now, you know, my mom and stuff like that. Um, but I think that once I, like you had said earlier, you know, in football, you figured that out wasn't your ticket. Um, that was one of the hardest things for me too. You know, I was like, my whole life, I'm going to go to the NFL. I'm going to retire my mom, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, she, she going to have a house on the Hill. And I think once I hit that reality, that that's not what's going to happen. I think my next thing was okay. My family, you know, my family. And I think that at this point, my mom expects that of me. You know, it's more of like she wants me to have the family that she wished I could have had growing up and then, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, bro, I think as as men, I think our, our biggest motivators are, is always our family. And and I think as you know, as much as people try to turn turn the, the, the switch and say that, you know, we 
are very selfish people and you know all of this stuff you you know the dynamics that we hear in society mm-hmm. i think that we are we are way more unselfish than anyone else um you know that 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 there ever is i think that men are very very unselfish um there's this there's this uh this podcast that i watch and they talk about how you know when when we as men when we get everything that we need we want people to to, to depend on us like we want people to need us and if we don't feel needed and we don't feel wanted then we're gonna then there's no reason for us to be mm-hmm. and 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 my thing my take on you know like the single family homes and, and things like that my thing with, with what comes with that is being a man myself. And like I had said, my biggest fear is my son not looking at me and respecting me and seeing me as a superhero that I want to be. I think that goes into play with a reason as to why a lot of men run away. Because they're like, you know, I'm worthless. And this isn't me saying that everything is okay and perfect with that. I'm not saying that they should, that they should, you know, and I'm giving them a free pass for doing that. But I think that's a big culprit. Because if if you, you know what I'm saying, if you watch, you know, TikToks, you watch YouTube and stuff like that, you'll see, you'll see like the, the like the ladies, they they will shoot you down. Oh, you, you ain't, you ain't shit. You ain't this and that, you know, like you, you broke ad, you know what I'm saying? So he's like, bro, like, what am I here for? Like, if I'm, I'm being disrespected, ABCDFG, but yeah, we got a little, little bit off topic, but y'all know how we get down over here at the locker room podcast. Like the, like the video, man, hit the, hit the like button. It's free. But yeah, bro. So so that's that's actually cool. Very cool to hear. You know, what I'm saying that's what motivates you. Like I said, I mean, it's just very common. You know, what I'm saying it's very common as dudes like that's something that is innate with us. We can't really control that. You know, what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so so I wanted to to ask you, you know, of some tips that you would give someone that had, you know, they just stopped playing sports, whether you know that's high school, you know, whether that's college. Um, obviously not the NFL because them dudes are they're, they're they're different. You know what I'm saying? We we didn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. we didn't make it to that point. So 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 it's a completely different vibe. Um, but but we can obviously we went to college, but I feel as if it's kind of similar. The endings are kind of similar. You know, you don't really have it like once you stop playing college football, at least at the level we played, you don't really no one cares about you. Same thing as in high school. High school's over with, you didn't go to college, no one cares about you. Um so what do you think, like, you know, are some like some tips that you would give someone, you know, that just now stopped playing? Like, let's say just now, May 2023. Well, first, I want to acknowledge the point that you just made about um, these these external relationships that we have. And you see how when your life circumstances change, your relationships will change. And that's just true in every facet of life. And what I want people to draw from that, especially younger people, is it it should make you care about you even more. You know, it should help broaden your understanding that you have to worry about you before you worry about anything else. If success is your goal, success isn't gonna come from your friends. Success isn't gonna come from your following on social media. You know, success is not going to come from the people that you meet when you go out on the weekends, because all of that changes. All of that comes and goes. But as this world keeps spinning, the one person who's always going to be there with you is you. So 
the number one thing I would tell any athlete whose career has come to a close and you're looking into the future and saying, I don't know what comes next, you know, focus on you and not just from a personal aspect, because I think that's something we should focus on for our entire lives and try to develop ourselves as men, develop ourselves as women, um, as human beings in general, the relationships that we have. But if you want to succeed, you need to understand what your skill set is. Um, a, a big way that we we were led in the wrong direction when we were younger is it was all about what's your major, you know? What's your major and what job would that get you? The, the number one thing that I learned um, as I, I was changing my profession and making a pivot is that it's really not about what field you got your bachelor's in or uh, what you studied or anything like that. Um, what career future you have is really about what your skill set is and how that can be applied. So you need to learn what it is that you're good at, uh, what it is that employers are looking for, and what it is that you think you can cultivate to be successful. Um, myself, I understood that uh, I was pretty good at selling, and particularly because I know how to connect with people. Um, I may not be somebody who always wants to be around people, but at the very end of the day, when it comes to doing business, I can see eye to eye with people on a business level, even if we disagree, because I understand that commerce and markets are about people and cultivating effective uh, relationships with people. And that's what got me where I am now. I didn't end up in finance because I'm some kind of math genius who you know sees the markets like uh uh you know like warren buffett you know it's really yeah. just about understanding that no matter whether it's in health whether it's in finance whatever it is though you may have to do some work to acquire the skill you first have to have the skills that can get you in the door and that's what i leaned on to get me where i am right now yeah yeah. And like I say all the time, like I, I talk to y'all about this multiple times, you know, once your sports over with, it's kind of like you kind of need to try things. You just kind of mm -hmm. need to just try things, bro, because it, at least for so someone like me, I, you know, I, I was I wasn't a leader in terms of like, you know, my you know, speaking and and things like that. Even in high school, you know, I was more of a leader with my actions. You know, I, I, I didn't have to tell y'all what I was going to do. I didn't have to say, you know, let's go hurry up ABCDFG. I was just a dude that went out there and did it. I led by example. And my thing is, is it's kind of hard for us to, to realize the things that we that we have innate with us, the qualities that we have innate with us, because we're we're blinded by the sport that we play. So what I always say all the time is, is like you kind of have to take a step back, delete your social media. Stop scrolling and look into yourself and say, bro, what is it about me? Am I am I a likable person? Am I a quiet person? But do I get things done? And, you know, was I was I the type of person that was able to bring people together and throw parties? Right. And that's and that's a big thing as well. Right. Because that's that's a networking thing. And what I've learned, um, you know, about myself is that I'm terrible at networking. I'm an awful person at networking. And I was even the same when, you know, when it came to, you know, throwing parties and things like that. I was never the person to bring everybody together. 
I was kind of more like, you know, closer to, you know, one person, you know, Marcel, I was very close with. Right. And Marcel was the networking guy. Marcel was the dude that knew people. And then I would meet people through him. See what I'm saying? So it's kind of like um, these are the things I didn't notice. Right. Until I came into the real world. Um, and it took me deleting social media. It took me stop scrolling and, and worrying about everyone else's lives. And we've talked about this before. Like, how do you have time to learn yourself if you're constantly involved in everyone else's lives? You know, you don't. and that's just the age we're in. Like, you know, you know how it is, bro. Like, it's that easy to go on Snapchat and continue to stay up with the people that you've been looking at, you know, for the past three or four years. But have you looked at yourself for the past three or four years? Yeah. Uh, look, the the amount of time, you know, people really don't understand how much time they're wasting. They don't. And with all the time that you're wasting, nothing has changed in your life. All that time that you're spending worrying about someone else's life, what they're wearing, who they're with, who their friends are, what they do in their free time. That's all time that can be spent learning about yourself and improving yourself. You don't get anything from that. Yeah, maybe you, you sure you may be up to date on what so-and-so is doing. But how did that change your life? I literally had I had I had a, a young lady ask me the other day, um, because she was asking me about oh social media and this and that, and I said I don't use it. And um, she, she, I was, I was, I just told her like, I, I just don't use my phone that much. She was like, I noticed you don't. Everyone in here, you know, are, are on their phones even as they're talking, and you, you're not talking to anyone, but you're still not on your phone. And I said, there's nothing for me on there, you know. The way I live my life, man, I have all my notifications off. I don't have any social media apps on my phone. I don't care about what anybody else is going on. Not that. I, I'm not happy for anybody or anything like that. I, I want right. success for everybody. You know, I wish everybody the best. But at the end of the day, that's all I can do for you is wish you the best. Because I can't change your life any more than me checking in on you is going to change mine. Yeah. You know? So at the end of the day, I need to spend my time worried about me, focusing on my life and how I can improve it and changes and improvements that can be made that are going to get me to where it is that I want to go. You yeah. Know? So I told her, then, I, then, I told her the same yeah. thing real quick. She, she asked me this question. She said, Oh, but like, what about when they're blowing up the group chat and, and, and I don't, if I don't participate in the conversation, then, then I'll, I'll, I'll feel left out. I'll, I'll miss out. And I say, then so be it. Because at the end of the day, the ones that are in that group chat that are really your friends are going to be your friends whether you participate in the group chat or not. But right. what? And I asked her, I said, what is it that you really talk about in that group chat? And she said, useless stuff, not, nothing important. I said, so how is that positive to your life? You know, it's great. I'm not advocating for not socializing with people. I still, right. you know, check in with you. You check in with me, you know, every couple weeks or so. But at the end of the day, we still got lives to live, you know? Right. And, and the people who are really your friends, you're going to talk to them. Maybe even if you only talk to them once a month or once every two months, if they're really your friend, you're going to pick up where you left off like ain't nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and the thing is, is, you know, like, I want you guys to understand that we're not saying, like he said, you know, I'm not, he's not saying don't socialize and don't, you know, be, you know, a person that has 
you know, people in their corner because what I've learned, you know, over the past couple of years, at least over the past couple of months for sure, is that your network is your net worth. Okay. And especially depending upon where you plan on going in life. Um, there's there's something called um the the like the private um the private job market or the the, the quiet job market, I think is what it's called. And these are jobs that are not on LinkedIn, that are not on Indeed, that are not anywhere for the public. They're simply for people that know people. And I learned this. Um, you're watching this this podcast. No, it wasn't a podcast. It was um, a dude that was speaking about networking uh, to his students. So he's, he was it was a professor. And he was like, I got this job simply because I knew someone that knew someone that knew someone that told me about this job. And it wasn't anywhere for anyone to see. Um, now, no, that's in terms of, you know, if you're wanting to get a job and wanting to go professionally. Um, in terms of, you know, uh, let's say let's say you want to do, you know, do a podcast like myself um, or you want to run a business or you know anything, anything at all. At some point, once you love once you level up your mind. OK, it's important to it's important to have people that you're capable of reaching out to. If you go too long of not having a network, it's going to be very difficult for you to enter into that. Um, and I started to know that, notice that myself. You know, I'm like, I to a point where I, I felt unworthy. So I had so I had deleted my social media for the longest time. OK, I was like, you know, I deleted the social media. Everyone that I knew knew me from playing football. So once I stopped playing football, I was like, I've got to tone in. I've got to learn myself, figure things out. Then once I'm done doing that, then I'm able to start branching out. Once I started to branch out, I felt like no one even knew me. Right. I had burnt bridges with people. You know, I had, you know, people I was trying to reach out to didn't hit me back. I had lost that edge, you know, of my social circle of people other than Marcel, Jared, that you guys had seen uh, on Friday, you know, a couple people, you know, from back home. But what I've learned over the past couple of months is like, it is very important. Once you get past that point of discovering yourself, shutting the blinders, looking straight forward and into yourself, you it's time for you to start branching out towards the people who are going to care about you, propel you to be a better man, okay? And really just be there for you in your corner. You know, because you don't want to be a... There's, there's a book called uh, Never Eat Alone, okay? And it, it literally means at some point in your life, you're going to have to have people in your corner. No one wants to be a lone ranger for the rest of their lives. You know what I'm saying? That's, so that's what we're not telling you. We're not telling y'all to completely take everything away and don't care about nobody else. It's about you for the rest of your life. We're saying that in this point in your life, especially if you're confused, you need to be able to put the blinders on discover who you are and to be able to bring value to those people. And what I've learned, yeah, what I've learned about networking too, and I don't know if you know this, Marcel, is like with networking, you have to, especially with new people, okay? This isn't like the old people that you used to know, like your old friends or whatever. For you to network with new people, you have to have some sort of value yourself. You have to be able to say, this is what, this is the value that I can bring to the table. And this is what I expect in return. And I, I, I didn't even know that. That's within that book, I, uh, Never Eat Alone, 
literally. No, and if you watch like um, let's say like on YouTube, right? There's people that blow up, right? They'll blow up, they'll be on there for like six months, seven months. And the the difference between those people and the people that you know take 10 years is that they are great at networking. They're great at saying, you know, this is what I this is the value that I can bring, and this is the value that I expect in return. And then the people that that they're getting the value from and reciprocating that value to will help them build themselves up and then continue and continue and continue because a network is like a web. It's like a spider web. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So that's why it's like, you know, the person that you know, know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. So we're, that's what we're trying to tell y'all, bro. Is like, you know, especially if you're going through things and you're trying to figure things out, stop getting on Snapchat, stop getting on Instagram, build your value up and present that value to the world. And then it's going to be reciprocated to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and based on that point, uh, I wanted to make sure that I drive home that distinction a little bit more. It's not about uh, uh, secluding yourself from the world as much as it is giving yourself the space to build that value within yourself, to yeah. become the person that you need to be in order to be a productive member of society, to be the person who has the value to bring to the table so that you can get what you want. Yeah. Right. So, and, and also it's not just for building your value, but it'll also that time that you spend to yourself will show you the valuable people that you have in your life. If you have someone in your life, stand that person built on, on fickle things. They're not built on whether I talked to you today or whether I gave you an update on what I'm doing this weekend. You know, it's about people who care about you, the person that you are, the man that you are, the success that you're having, the relationship uh, that you have with your family, you know, people who have a vested interest in you, whether or not you're doing something for them, those yeah. are people who are for you. And yep. all it does is when you take the time to build yourself up and uh, increase your value, all it does is make your relationship with those true people stronger because those are people who didn't want anything from you, but who now you can provide something to if need be. All that can do is make a relationship stronger. Yeah. That's it. Goodness gracious. Hey, make sure y'all like the video because I've told y'all a thousand times. You ain't going to find this nowhere else but the Locker Room Podcast. We just now getting only. started. We just only. now getting started. This is absolutely insane, man. So I love y'all so much for tuning in and everything like that. So I'm going to ask the, the question, the last question that we have here. Um, and this this one's going to be, let's let's go into, into a dream world. Let's go into a dream world real quick. So there's a 21-year-old dude. And he hears about you, right? He hears about you. And, you know, he's like uh, talking to someone that knows you. And you haven't maybe talked to this person in a long time. And they come up to you. Um, well, he hits you up on Instagram. And he goes, hey, man, you know, my, my name is, uh, is John Smith. Let's just say John Smith. And he says, man, you know, um, I've seen you on the Locker Room podcast. And, um, you know, I really, you know, appreciate your, you know, the words that you, that you shared. You know, I've just been really struggling. You know, things are very hard. I'm very confused. Um, 
and I just I just really don't know what to do. Uh, you know, I'm working a, what seems like a dead end job right now. Um, you know, my girl left me. Uh, it feels like, you know, my friends aren't really close to me anymore. Um, you know, what 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 advice can you give me, man? Because I'm just you know, I'm just so lost. Like, what, what would you what would you talk to that dude about? Because there's a lot of dudes right now that have that exact same question watching this show. No doubt. And uh, what, what I would say to this gentleman is I get it. Um, I've been in your shoes very recently where you don't know what the direction is of your life. And I, I think one thing that a lot of us look for is some kind of sign or, you know, some kind of message from, you know, some other power. But at the end of the day, and is it to be Marshall, you breaking up? You breaking up? Or, or you know, to dash anyone's dream? But you got to be comfortable with taking your life into your own hands. That's what it comes down to. So if you're in that. Marcel, you breaking up on us. You breaking up on us real bad. You got me? Yeah, but you froze. And it's like, it's like, huh. Huh, huh, and then it'll go me, out dude. and huh. Yeah. You got any apps open? You got any other any any other uh, tabs open? Sorry, y'all. We got technical shorties. <laughs> yeah, it it broke up really bad. I couldn't hear nothing you was saying. Uh, I don't have any other tabs open. Uh, I can shut everything else down. <laughs> technical shorty. <laughs> you know, the, Ain't nothing but a technical call shorty. Y'all not. Yeah. <laughs> the usual call. <laughs> so, literally, I didn't hear nothing you had said. It It was like. Um, Jumping like it was jumping ropes, bro. You know I gotta. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> How about now? Am I good? Yeah, it's a, it's all right. It's jumping, but. But we can we could try to we could try to work our way through it. Y'all know how it is, man. This locker room podcast, boy. You already know what's up. Ooh we. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna she jump back she into what she I was talking. About. Yeah. Um, like I was saying um, to this young man, I would just. How we doing? 
try to leave the try to leave the room and come back in and see if that'll work. Yeah, because it's it's like it's froze completely. Dang, y'all, we was getting right into it too, boy. The 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 Wi-Fi nope. said. <laughs> Can you hear me though? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Go ahead and start and start. So the dude comes up to you and he says, he texts me. He texts me. He said, damn, G. So dude comes up to you in, in the DMs and he says, bro, like, you know, I'm struggling, um, trying to figure life out. You know what I'm saying? So what was your what would your advice be to him? I just let him know, like, this is life as an adult. Um, you know, when we were in whatever grade level, college, high school, middle school, we always had a security blanket. Um, but once you graduate, it's on you. Um, and, you know, you may have a support system and, and whatnot, but, you know, if you want to stand on your own too, you got to accept that no one's coming to save you. And, and you got to do what it takes to make things happen. So your first step is acquiring a skill. If you can't identify something that you are really good at, that can put you in position to bring value to uh, a company, or if you don't have a skill that you can learn how to monetize, then you need to do your research on what skills can I develop that are marketable, right? Whether that is selling, whether that is uh, uh, computer skills, particularly computer skills, because uh, right now that's where the world is headed. Um, you know, learn what kind of certifications you can get in uh, cybersecurity, in IT, in uh, um, software engineering, in AI even. Um, those are tangible skills that don't require necessarily four years of college uh, for you to get somewhere with. There are Google certificate programs you can do. Uh, there are Amazon Web Services programs that you can do. And yes, they're going to take time. They're going to take up all of your free time. Right. Even if it's going out and getting your real estate license, at the end of the day, you have to make do some research, make a decision and take steps to acquire a skill that you can market and put yourself in position to make money for. Because like I was saying earlier, it's about acquiring skills. Right. It's about identifying skills. And when I was spending month after month at the beginning of this year uh, looking to make a pivot from the auto industry, um, I understood really quickly that it's not just about what did my bachelor's degree say. It's not about what does it say under uh, uh, work history, right, or under uh, uh, work experience. It's about what applicable skills can I market about myself. That's what's going to put you in position where somebody is going to be willing to hire you. And if you can be confident about who you are, about the things that you stand for, and what value you bring to the table, there is opportunity out there for you. But you have to understand that the process between where life is right now and where you are looking to be, this area in the middle sucks. And you gotta get comfortable with that. Like I yep. said, there are two kinds of lives you can live. Both include suffering. Which suffering do you wanna do? Do you wanna keep living this life that you've been living that you're tired of? 
and just suffer through it? Or do you want to put the extra work in, the, the long hours, the late nights, the free time that you wish you could be out, uh, uh, you know, with the couple friends that are messing with you? Like, are you willing to sacrifice that so that you can put yourself in a better position in life to where you don't have to worry about uh, uh, these mundane things like how am I going to, you know, keep a roof over my head? Where's my next meal coming from? You know, look, at the end of the day, there's no shortage of people in this world. And I know we get so caught up in friends, this and activities, that, and we got to keep up with the Joneses and we got to be a part of everything that's going on. And people need to see on my Instagram that I'm popping. No. Yeah. The only way for you to really be popping is to be doing something that matters. You need to have a purpose. And the only way to do that is to struggle. Is to yes, sacrifice bro. the BS in your life that you've been prioritizing that have put you in a position you in right now where what is there but suffering for no reason. Yes, bro. And I think that's the main thing, too, is like like I, I've talked about this and I've had episodes about purpose, bro. A man without a purpose is absolutely nothing, bro. Um, he, he's he's a man that's, you know, depressed. He's down. He's, you know just confused for the, the entirety of his life, the most unhappy person on earth. And your confusion, what I would say to you also, bro, is your confusion and your unhappiness and, and your, you know, thinking about the fact that you don't have friends and that, you know, you don't, you don't have a direction right now is simply because you don't have that purpose in, you know, in place. If you have your, your focus on that purpose, it's going to open up a goal. And, and I've talked about this. I went on into the champion trifecta last Monday and I gave you guys exactly how to, you know, to, to reach anything that you want to do in life. Um, goals, discipline and energy. It's literally what it all comes down to. And if you won't have if you don't have your purpose in place, you don't have goals, you won't have discipline and you won't have the energy to do anything at all. So. So, boom. So, Marcel, man, you know, what I'm saying. You, you that dude, bro. And I appreciate you, bro, for, you know what I'm saying, for hopping in, popping in, rocking in, and doing what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? Because people need to hear this. People needed to hear from you today, bro. Um, so where can they where can they find you, bro? Like, where, go ahead and drop your, your socials if you even have them still. Um, you know, I, I know you got LinkedIn. Um, where can they find you at, bro? Uh, mainly right now you can find me on LinkedIn. Like I said, you know, uh, I don't really participate in social media. Uh, as of the last year, about the last year, um, you know, right as you see my name pop up right there, uh, that that's my name on LinkedIn, Marcel M. Dea. You can find me there primarily. Uh, I'm on Instagram as well. Um, I don't post. I'm not active. <laughs> if you follow me at, at a certain point, I'll see it, but I don't know when that point is going to be. Um, but yeah, just look for me on LinkedIn, Marcel M. Dea, as it says on the screen. And um, you know, shoot me a connect. Uh, I'm definitely open to connecting with you. Uh, you can shoot me a question if you'd like to. Uh, at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're young men uh, just like you are, and, and we're working to figure out our ways through this life. And, you know, the only difference is that we, we're just willing to share what those trials and tribulations are with you. And D'Angelo, again, is doing a hell of a job um, really catering to that because I know there's a lot of us out here who we just, you know, when we came out of college, um, some of us were coming out of high school, just didn't understand what that future looked like, didn't have a blueprint. And, uh, you know, you're looking for some kind of guidance and y'all need to understand like what D's doing right now is something that he's been talking about for years now. 
Uh, It's something that he's been working on for a long time, being able to help those who are in the situation that he and I were in at the same time uh, a couple years back. So, uh, again, D, I applaud what you're doing. Uh, I think it's a great thing for the community, um, for, for young kids in general. We need more of this type of content. You know, everything can't be about the foolishness that's going on on the internet. And, you know, I think it's it's important that uh, we have figures like you out there and just keep doing what you're doing, brother. Thank you, boss, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all already know, man. It, I love y'all so much. Marcel don't know y'all, but I, he love y'all too. We all yeah. we all in, his, in this stuff together, bro. This ain't going to be the last time y'all see this dude. This is just no. the first time. So make sure y'all hit the like button. Hit the like button, man. It's the Locker Room Podcast. You're going to find us nowhere else. Share this with your family and friends, and I'll see y'all next episode. Bye. All right, y'all.